this week. We'll get to the title of it in a few moments. Um, but, you know, God calls us, uh, calls us to do difficult things. Uh, one of it being life, amen? Uh, <laughs> and, and, and when God calls us, um, there's something that we have to walk in. And, and <clears throat> before we get there, the, the, the title of this, can anybody guess what that picture is? Oh, it looks like it, but no. <laughs> Jesus said, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt, but shall believe that those things which he says in his heart, he'll have whatever he says. Mark eleven twenty three and 24. So we're going to start a series today on faith. Nothing is impossible. So as we begin to look at faith and we begin to understand faith, we understand what God told us when he said, speak to the mountain. You see, if we don't ever get to the point where we learn to operate in the God kind of faith, mountains will always stand in our way. But God has not called you to be a mountain looker. He didn't call you to be a mountain climber. He called you to be a mountain mover. There's a difference in climbing something and conquer it, and there's another thing that means that you move it completely out of your way. And God says with the faith that he gives us, we have the ability to move mountains, not just climb them, not just come up the top. Go, if you will. Jesus, th this man brought his son to Jesus. He brought it to the disciples and said, hey, cast this demon out of my kid. It throws him in the fire. It throws him in the water. It, it does everything to try to kill my kid. And he looks at Jesus and he says, if you can do anything, help us. And, and Jesus comes back with a real strong rebuttal here. Um, go to uh, Mark chapter 9, and we're just going to read 23. So this is the context that Jesus says, comes with this verse. is because the man said, if you can do anything. And Jesus said to him <clears throat> in Mark 9, 23, he says, if you can believe. See, Jesus took say, the, 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 the pressure on me is not on me. This pressure is not on me. He says, if you can believe, he says, all things are possible to him who believes. Not Jesus' ability. See, he came to Jesus questioning Jesus' ability. Jesus says, my ability is not in question here. What's in question here is your ability to believe. So many times we come before God and we question his ability. Well, if it's the Lord's will, come on. <laughs> if we're not questioning his ability, we're questioning his willingness. Well, if God, I just hope it can happen. I want to read the same verse out of the message. Jesus said, if, there, Jesus starts talking like Yoda in the message here. He said, if, there are no ifs among believers, anything can happen. We have to come back to the place where we put our faith in God, we put our faith in his word, and nothing or no one will change our minds about what God says. You see, faith is only going to happen when you get so bulldog determined that you are going to take a hold of what God has promised you, you're going to lock onto it, and you're not going to let go no matter what happens. 
See, this is the kind of faith that God's looking for. The kind of faith that believes with the heart rather than our physical senses. See, if we can see something, that's not faith. Faith comes when you don't see it. <laughs> you know, Amy sang that part of the song this morning. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I can't feel it. See, that's what faith is. Faith declares, I may not see the promise, but I know in whom I have believed. And I know that what he promised me, he is able to perform in my life. Whether it takes today, whether it takes tomorrow, or whether it takes me ten years to get there, he made a promise, and he is not a man that he should lie. <coughs> Brother Hagin said this, he said, faith is grasping the unrealities of hope and bringing them into the realm of reality. Faith is grasping the unrealities of hope and you are bringing those unrealities into the realm of your reality. This is who God has called you to be. One definition I came across of faith said this. It's a belief. This is Webster's definition. It's a belief. It's the ascent of the mind to the truth of what another declares. So if we're going to have faith, we're going to understand what the writer said when he said, let God be true and every man a liar. You know what that means? Doesn't matter what the doctor says. Doesn't matter what the lawyer says. Doesn't matter what so-and-so said. What matters is I am going to trust my God. I am going to hold on to him because I am going to take his word over everything else. The rest of that definition says it is resting on his authority and veracity without evidence. See, faith is when you trust God and you have no evidence to do so. There's no reason to trust him. Because everything in your senses, everything in your realm says, don't, this is not real. This is not going to happen. This is not reality. This faith will look at that and says, I am going to trust God's word and what he has promised me, whether I have evidence in front of me or not. And Jesus said, if, any, if you can believe, anything's possible. So what, how, how much is your ability to believe? Everyone, folks, and we're going to get to this over the next few weeks. Everyone in here has the same amount of faith. Nobody has more faith than someone else. The only thing is, is our willingness to believe how much, how far we're willing to believe. Well, I can believe for this in my life, but I'm not quite over here yet. I'm going to use Carol for an example. Carol struggling with lungs, struggled with problems for how long now? And they told us how long ago that you should be gone already? Already a year past due date. <laughs> but we came right here one day, and she and I agreed... And we say, you will live and see the salvation of the Lord. You will live and not die. You will know what God has done. And from that point on, she keeps going back to the doctor. And here she is. We see these things. And we're like, oh, that's just so amazing. 
Sally didn't tell you one of the, and I don't think this is a, a thing not to tell, right? Yeah. One thing about uh, Richard and, uh, hi guys. Uh, see, you all don't know them. They watch faithfully. They're part of this body. They're part of this family. But through his sickness, he couldn't be here. They are, they are part of this church. But they, the thing that they had implanted in him, they don't know how to take it out because no one's ever lived long enough to have it taken out. God is in the middle of doing things, and I believe that if we will just decide that we are going to trust him, we're going to take him at his word without any other evidence, that I believe that it is a time and a season of signs and wonders and miracles in people's lives. I believe it's a time of healing. I believe it's a time of deliverance. I believe it's a time of overcoming if we will determine that we will believe no matter what. We teach people that they, that they all have to, uh, you know, I'll believe it when I see it or we're taught. But that's not the way the Word works. It's not the way God works. God says, believe it and then you receive it. You know, hope says, I'll have it sometime. But faith says, I have it now. Faith is always now. Hebrews 11 and 1. And I don't know if that's on there, and it's, it's probably not, uh, Elizabeth. But Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that are not seen. So when is faith? Faith is now. Now faith is. Not we're trying to get it. See, you've got to believe it's now. You've got to act like you have it now. You've got to walk around making declarations. Well, I feel good. I'm healed. But your body says something else. We're not operating by evidence here. Faith is trusting God, the veracity of his word, without evidence. So am I lying if I go around saying, thank you, God, I'm healed. Thank you, God. No, I'm not lying. I'm not saying I'm not feeling some things. Come on. What I'm saying is, I am looking past where I'm at now, knowing what my God has promised me, and I will bring that thing over into my reality. And when I operate in His reality, there is nothing impossible for the one who just decides to step out and believe. Oh. <clears throat> now, faith, I want to read this out of the Amplified. Now, faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for, for divinely guaranteed, and it is the evidence of things not seen. In other words, it's the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as a fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Faith says, it doesn't matter what my physical senses tell me. The fact is, Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says how God went about, how Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. How many did he go around healing? 
all. So see, it doesn't matter what my reality says right now. I am going, now does that mean we don't go to doctors? And we, No, that doesn't, that's not what that means at all. That means, Lord, you're going to heal me no matter what I have to take right now. Because you're going to heal me. I'm, re I'm healed, and this may be a vessel to get me there. This may go, I may go completely way past this thing. So we, we let the doctors work with our faith. We don't fight against the doctors. Are you with me? Because see, when you start teaching this, people say, well, you're saying don't ever go to the doctor. Don't be stupid. I didn't say that. I can say that, right? All right. It is a fact, and the thing about it is, we have to come to the point where we're going to believe that it's ours before it ever comes. I remember a, a time, D and I needed a car bad. We were driving some piece of stuff. It was junk. It was junk. And you know what? I, I, I heard the Lord say, I want you to start giving a bit of money to this particular person. And if you'll do this and be faithful with me, I'll give you a car. I said, okay, God, you've got a deal. So I went and I took some money over to that person and I said, here, this goes towards your car payment. Okay. Next month, what happened? I took some money to them and I said, here, this goes towards your car payment. And we did it again and we did it again. And then one day that same person comes to me and said, oh, here, the car you've been paying on, this is yours. <laughs> It didn't come, it came because I was, we were, were faithful to do what he said, but we had to believe while we got in clunk of junk and drove it down the road, knocking and a smoking and a throwing uh, fumes in the air. We were declaring, God, you're sending us a car because you said if we would do this, a car is, you see, we had to reach into what the reality of what we couldn't see and we had to pull it into this reality. When you decide to trust God, you will walk over here, you will grab what nobody else can see and you will pull it over into your own reality and you will walk in what God has promised you to walk in. We were at another time in our life. Let me tell you, we have had some doozies. A friend of mine calls me up out of the blue. It says, will you pick me up? We can drive my car, but will you pick me up? I said, yeah. So Dee and I picked him up. I was coaching her kid in, in basketball at the time. We're driving to church and she starts talking about how God was deal, uh, talk, how the preacher in their church was talking about sewing jewelry. And I thought, oh, Dee's going to get some jewelry out of this. <laughs> I thought, she's building all this up saying, you know, he talked about somebody gave away a, a, a cheap ring and received two diamonds and all this. And I thought, oh, Dee's getting ready to get hooked up. She's going to be blinging before we get to the ball game. 
So in the middle of this, she says, oh, my husband's picking me up. I, I needed you to drive this car because this is your car. <laughs> Folks, it, I'm nobody special. Dr. Ruth, I'm nobody special. We just decided one day to trust. And you know what's so funny? There are times, Ted, when I still forget to trust that God who's given me more cars than I can count. Who's done more? We decided to go to the bank one day and draw out our last $5 because Papa John's pizzas was $5 at the time. <laughs> we go to the bank. We knew how much we had. It would have left us, I think we had about $7 in the bank, Galen. We go. We push money. Look at the balance. 700 and some odd dollars. Well, why? Because what we were faithful to do was he said, bring your tithes and offerings into the storehouse and see that I won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings. So, so as we brought our tithes, as we brought our offerings, we were declaring, God, we trust you. We trust you and we don't have the evidence to do it. We trust you when there is no reason to. We trust you no matter what the bank says. And all of a sudden, one, listen, some, some of you are this close to your sudden. You are this close to your sudden. Don't stop believing him now. Don't stop trusting him now. You stop now, what do you get? Same thing you got right now. Oh. <laughs> this is what faith is. Faith says, I will trust God when I don't have evidence or reason to do. Folks, let me tell you what else faith will do. Faith stays when everybody else quits. Because mm. you know as bad as I do, you know as well as I do, when things get bad, the first thing we want to do is run. That's it. I, I don't have to put up with this. I know how to take care of myself. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Well, we're in Hebrews 11, sorry. Go to verse 7. Hebrews 11, 7. It says, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned about things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark to save his family. Everybody, it, it took him 400 years, 400 years of ridicule. People coming by going, why are you building a boat? We've never seen rain. They had never seen a drop of rain. You're out in the middle of, why are you building a boat? And they come around every day to make fun of the clown building a boat in the middle of the desert. And he just kept doing, see, everything in us, I know if it was me, after about 200 years, <laughs> wasn't it 400 years it took him? After about 200, I'd have, uh, not a drop, God. <laughs> See, that's what happens to a lot of us. We get tired too soon. We get down too soon. And I know the things you're going through is tough. And I know the things you're fighting is difficult. But you can't stop 
trusting him now. Declare over your life, I will grab it and pull it into my reality. I am going to grab what I cannot see and I am going to pull it into the reality because he says I can have it. I can have it. But Noah being warned of things, hadn't seen a drop of rain, of things not yet seen, he moved with godly fear and prepared an ark by which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness that comes by faith. Verse 8. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place which he would receive as an inheritance. Now, do you know the story of Abraham? Abraham is sitting on his porch drinking lemonade. That's the way I see it. And God comes to him and says, I want you to pack your wife, get your family together, and I want you to leave. Well, where am I going? I'll tell you when you get there. You talk about faith. He didn't tell him to turn left or right. You imagine him standing at the gate of his house and saying, okay, God. Dee and I did this one day. We, we were sitting at the house. I said, let's just go somewhere. She said, where do you want to go? I said, I don't know. We'll flip a coin. It'll tell us left or right. And where we end up is where we end up. <laughs> Can you imagine living your whole life that way? Abraham did. He said he obeyed when God said, I want you to get up and I am going to give you a land that you didn't work for. I'm going to give you a land. It's going to be a promise. He, what he had to do was he had to reach out into the realm of unseen and begin to trust God to pull that back into his reality. He said, I want you to go to a place that you haven't seen and receive for an inheritance. And he went out, listen, not knowing where he was going. What did he decide to do? He decided to trust God. Man, can you imagine a life like that? Well, you can. Every day, get up. Have conversation with Holy Ghost. Have conversation with Holy Spirit. Say, hey, what's on the agenda today? He'll tell you. What do I, you know I have to go to work. Okay, so what's going to... Where do I need to do at work? Who do I talk to? What do I do? Left, right, straight. Well, I've never heard the Holy Spirit like, yes, you have. How many times have you decided to go somewhere and you said, well, I don't know why, but I feel like I need to go this way. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you. You hear his voice. Well, no, I think that's just my own internal voice. He's so sneaky, he'll sound like you. You've got to learn to trust the Holy Spirit. You've got to learn to trust your spirit. Your spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit. And it sees, your spirit sees into the realm of the unseen. And your spirit will reach into the realm of the unseen and begin to pull them over here. And he's just waiting for anyone who will step up and believe him. He's waiting for somebody who will step up. Abraham left his house without knowing where he was going. Go to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. 
This is an introduction today. We're going to dive into some deep things of faith over the next few weeks because I'm telling you, God's getting ready to do something big. Some of you, again, are on the verge of your suddenly. Romans chapter 4, verse 19, And being not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. Now we know this story. Abraham, 99 years old, Lord comes to him and said, I'm going to make you the father of many nations. And here's where Romans picks up telling the story. He says, and being not weak in, what was Abraham not? Weak in faith. Weak in believing for the unseen. He had already left his house. <laughs> he had already walked to a place where he didn't know he was going. So now he's not weak in faith. And he considered not his own body already dead since he was 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He said, man, I am well past functioning age. She is... That's a 90-year-old woman there, Lord. <laughs> Her childbearing days are gone, Lord. But what did he do? He said, I don't care what my body says. I don't care what they say about her body. I'm going to take her by the hand and I am going to reach into the unseen and pull the reality of a child over into my reality. You see, it had nothing to do other than about their physicality. It had to do with how much he was willing to trust God. And he looked at her and he raised his eyebrows and said, come on, baby. And he made sure that he was going to reach over and begin to produce what God told him to produce. God told him to move a mountain, not climb it. Verse 20. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. That gets me in trouble, Deb, because there's times when I just don't believe it. Because there are times when God asks you to step out and do the unbelievable. Listen, it doesn't take a whole lot of faith to reach in your bank account and pull out a dollar. But when he says pull out a hundred, that might stretch you. If he tells you to pull out a thousand, that may stretch you a little more. See, it doesn't matter the amount. It matters the, 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 the opportunity that you take to reach out and trust God. Listen, God could care less if it's a dime. or hey, it, it takes some people, uh, it, it, uh, faith, a dollar would be faith. And if that's faith for you, do it. Trust God because on the other end, what he will bring into your reality. Mm, I'm trying. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Now here's, here's the kicker. Verse 21, and being fully convinced Maybe that's my problem, Brent. Maybe I'm just not fully, maybe I'm not fully convinced. 
Abraham said, it said there of Abraham, he said, and being fully convinced what he promised, he was able to perform. Maybe we're not convinced that what God promises he's able to perform. And you know what? That's not his failure. That's mine. I'm the only one that can be convinced of that. I am the only one that can be convinced that what God is able to produce what he promises. And faith doesn't stop till it has the answer. God promised him to conceive and he wasn't going. Everybody else can quit, give up, say you're all dried up. It ain't going to work. Now go back to Hebrews 11. I'm glad you're up front today. God's just going to pour all this over on top of you. <laughs> Hebrews eleven eleven. Now, here, let's get this because we've been taught wrong about this poor lady. And Sarah herself also received strength to conceive. Or I'm sorry, I forgot the first two words, didn't I? How did Sarah receive? By faith. But what do you know of Sarah? That's what we remember. She laughed. She didn't trust God. Well, according to Hebrews, she did. Oh, we're going to get somewhere here in a minute. It's fine. By faith, Sarah conceived herself, also received strength, conceived seed, and bore a child when she was past the age. Because, listen why, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Maybe, maybe we've passed the wrong judgment on God. She judged God faithful. Let me ask you this, how are you judging God? Well, I don't judge God, we judge God all the time. Well, I tried that faith stuff and it didn't work. Brother Hagin used to say, faith tried you and you didn't work. <laughs> well, I, 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 well, I prayed for this and I prayed for this and I prayed for it. It never happened, so I just gave up. Whose fault's that? You judged God wrong. Listen, this makes people mad when I say it, but it's 100% the truth. I tell people all the time, and when you ask God and you step out to believe God for something, plan on believing God that he will do it within 100 years. God, I don't care. 100 years from now, you're going to do it. And if he does it in 10, he's ahead of schedule. Come on. We get so tired. 400 years of having these... Stupid gopher wood plates. Ain't seen a drop of rain yet. Most of us would have quit, and that's what happens to our faith. After 90 years, you would have think Sarah would have went, yep. get that thought out of your mind. Ain't happening. But it said by faith, she judged him faithful who made the promise. Go to Genesis chapter 18. He's just waiting for those who will believe. 
Well, so what do I have faith in? I have faith in my kingdom, my house. As much as me and Dee are connected, she can still stand against my faith for her. She has to have her own. I tell my kids all the time, you know, my son will be 21 years old. I can't have faith for you anymore. I'll agree with your faith. I will agree. And the word says where two or three are gathered together in his name in a prayer of agreement, it'll be done. But he's got to come on board with me. Okay. We'll get there. Hebrew, I mean, Genesis, sorry, 18, verse 9. Then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, here in the tent. Now remember, these three guys show up. Abraham's out minding his own business. These three guys show up. He runs in and tells Sarah, let's make some cakes. Let's get some wine ready. Let's, and we're going to bless these guys. And so they begin to prophesy to him. And honestly, if you go back and really look, what you're seeing here is Jesus and a couple angels. <laughs> it, it, it bears it out. He says, and they said to him, where's your wife Sarah? And he said, she, so he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, will have a son. And Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind him. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in years, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Isn't it funny how God didn't ask them to do something they were capable of? He asked them to do something that seemed impossible. Glory. Therefore, verse 12, Sarah laughed within herself. Saying, after I have grown old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also? She laughed within herself. Folks, let me tell you. God may ask you to do something that is absolutely laughable. This didn't mean she didn't have faith. This means that she found that funny. I am 90. He is 99. Oh, yeah. You ever felt that way? God said, I want you to do something. You go, <laughs> no. That ain't going to happen. There's no way I can find myself doing that. See, faith reaches out into what is not seen and pulls that into reality. Faith puts a pull on God that nothing else will. Your tears do not put a pull on God's power like faith does. Smith Wigglesworth said this. He said, there's something about faith that would cause God to pass over a million people to get to one who's trusting him. There's something about faith. There's something about trusting God. Verse 13 and the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? See, that's how we know it was God. And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Surely, saying surely, shall I surely bear a child since I'm old? Is, now look what the answer God says here. Is anything too hard 
for the Lord. That's the same question he's asking you today. What are you believing for? And what is the thing that you say, I don't believe it'll ever happen. And I'm here to ask the same question that God asked to Abraham. Is there anything to, who, how are you judging God today? I don't stand in judgment of God. We stand in judgment of God all the time. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life. That's nine months. And Sarah will have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And God turned around and said, yes, you did. She said, listen, God, I didn't laugh. Yeah, you did. Can't lie to God. <laughs> and so what we think of, we think that somehow this is a lack of faith. But yet when we see her in, Abra in, in, in Hebrews, it said, by faith she conceived. Even though she found it laughable. Even though she found what God was asking her to do laughable, she still found it within herself to trust God. To reach into the realm of the unseen and pull what she had been promised over into the reality of her life. Go, if you will, to Genesis 17. Here's God appearing to Abraham again. He changes his name from Abram to Abraham. He changes Sarah's name from Sarai to Sarah and listen he tells him that he's going to have a son well Abraham didn't have a problem with this because he had already been with his handmaid he already had Ishmael hey, hey, everything's working on my end here I've got a son his name's Ishmael where we get the whole Middle Eastern nations from is these two offsprings of Abraham. And God tells him, said, no, I am going to change Sarah's name, Sarah's name, to Sarah because she will be the mother of many nations. What he said, he said, my son Ishmael, I get it. He said, no, I'm not talking about that offspring. I'm saying I am going to speak into Sarah's life. And I am going to cause her to, con to conceive. Now, verse, verse 17. Now, you've got to remember, he's 99 years old now. Then Abraham fell on his face and what? He laughed too. But yet God called him a man of faith. He said, no, I'm going to make Sarah the mother of I <laughs> Sure you are. It wasn't a lack of faith. It was what God had asked them to do was laughable. And let me tell you something. God may ask you to step out on the absolute verge of your comfort zone and all you can do, you know what I love about my daughter? You want to see my daughter get, get when she is out of her comfort zone, she giggles. She falls, breaks a bone, she starts laughing, she giggles. She's a lot like me in that. It's like, out of my comfort zone, I'm going to laugh. Sometimes things are just laughable. God asked them to do a laughable thing. Don't give up now. 
God is looking for the one that says nothing is impossible. I believe we're looking for a church that's going to stand up and say nothing is impossible. And Abraham fell on his face and laughed. We never talk about Abraham laughing too. We always talk about Sarah laughing. They both did. And he fell on his face and laughed. I think at least Sarah had enough decency in the face of God not to fall down laughing. <laughs> she at least laughed within herself. This is he fell. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and he said in his heart shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old and shall Sarah who is 99 years old bear a child and then he tries to talk God into blessing Ishmael anyhow which God does which is why the Middle East is such a blessed area you say well why are they so blessed because of Abraham, because his father spoke a blessing on Ishmael's offspring. And that covenant blessing still continues to this very day. Glory to God. Just because you don't understand the promises of God, or even finding yourself not believing them, doesn't mean you can't get into faith. Remember, let's look at the definition of faith again. I hope it's up there, Elizabeth. Faith is an ascent of the mind. It's a, what's repentance? Changing of the mind, right? Faith is the ascent of the mind to the truth of what is declared by another. So you're saying what God declares is true, and I am going to force myself to believe it. All right? He says it's resting on the authority and, the, and veracity without any other evidence. You trust in his word without any evidence. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Let's read it again. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for, beginning with the proof, or being the proof of things we do not see. And the conviction of their reality Faith perceiving as real what is not revealed to the senses. Faith perceives as real what is not. Now, jump to verse 6. You ready? But without faith, it is impossible to please God or be satisfactory to Him. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. So if I'm going to really please God here, I don't only have to not only agree that he exists, but I am going to say I'm going to the one who I am convinced will reward me seeking him out he is a reward see you have to believe this about God 
If you don't believe God's a rewarder, we'll always come up short on the things we're believing God for. But if you go to for, before God knowing he's a rewarder, he is a rewarder. He is able. Sarah judged him faithful what he had promised. Last set of scriptures and we'll go to lunch. Mark chapter 9. Remember, this is, the young, this is the father who brought his son to Jesus to cast out a demon. He said, if you can do anything. Verse 22. The father says, often it has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. Now, this is what the father says. But if you can do anything. Folks, faith is not about what God can do. It's about what I can believe. This man wanted to know what God can do. He wanted to know what Jesus could do. And Jesus said, hey, it's not about what I can do. It's about what you can believe. When I'm walking in faith, it's never about the ability of God. It's about my willingness to look past what I see into the realm of the unseen. Grab a hold of it and bring it over into the reality. Whew. He says, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Now look at verse 24. And immediately the father cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. How long did it take him to get in faith? How long will it take you to get in faith? It's not something you've got to learn and work up and I'm going to learn this and I want to learn faith. You already have faith. You carry the faith of God inside of you right now. Well, look at that. Immediate, you can, you can cross out a doubt and fear into faith right now. The question today is, will you? The question today is, will you decide to trust him? Will you judge him faithful? And if you can judge him faithful, then what happens is, he steps into your reality and will begin to bring about all the things that he has promised. Amen? Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are and what you are in our life. Oh, my Father, my Father, help my unbelief. On those times when I forget to trust you, on those times when I forget that I have a rewarder that I come to boldly, help my unbelief. Remind me of your goodness and remind me of your grace. Remind me of your mercy and let me see your face. Remind me that you have chosen me and remind me that you have called me and remind me that you have set me up as a child for the victory of the kingdom. Remind me, remind me, remind me. Because I so often forget it. And in Jesus' name we release faith in this place. We continue. I declare the continuance of wonders and miracles. I declare the continuance of healings. I declare the continuance of the miraculous over this place, that there is an air that will be released, and we will see it in our time. In Jesus' name.
Amen? Amen. Amen.